absolutely. It depends on the uh, COR of the flagstick, so the Coefficient Restitution flagstick. In U.S. Opens, I'll take it out, and uh, every other tour event, when it's uh, fiberglass, I'll leave it in and bounce that ball against the flagstick if I need to. Welcome back, podcast patrons, to another episode of Leave the Pin Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dan. Got my man Derek here with down in Jacksonville, Ponte Vedra, hanging out on the PGA Tour Players Championship, their number one tournament. Not a major, but their number one tournament. And uh, it's been a busy couple of days, Derek, huh? Yeah, the travel to get in, get in, get settled down. Got up this morning, made our way down to St. Augustine, checking out the World Golf Hall of Fame. Now back up to the tournament this afternoon. Now we're back here in uh, the Leave the Pin house. So quite a quite an eventful day. Yeah, what were your what were your thoughts on the World Golf Hall of Fame? I went in with very low expectations, and those very low expectations were met. <laughs> you couldn't have said it better. I actually thought we would get a little more than we did. So walking out, it was. Uh, old antiquated dusty um walking in the first floor all bob hope was a a a real shock to me as a you know 40 some year old man um i think they're kind of missing the mark on who who they're expecting to come in yeah it's it's very weird you walk in you pay they tell you get one shot at the practice green outside it's a replica of the 17th it's not. It's it's a piece of land in the middle of a man-made lake. Uh, it's definitely not a replica of the 17th green. Um, you go in, you see all this Bob Hope stuff. It's the entire first floor. I realize the man had an enormous impact on the game of golf, but the fact that they had an entire floor dedicated to him was kind of insane. And then we went upstairs. Uh, there's some cool stuff. There's the 2019 class, which is um, uh, Peggy Kirk Bell, Ratif Goosen, um, Jan Stevenson's one of the person I can't remember off the top of my head. And you see the, the faces. They're not busts. They're kind of like plaques. They really don't look like the person. Davis Love doesn't look like himself. Phil Mickelson and Freddie Couples, they don't look like themselves. Um, the old guys do, like Tom Morris and those people. Like They do because like, no one even knows what they look like back in the day. <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, the the best part was the the class of 2019 uh, items just because they did come direct from the person. There were uh, some really cool things like uh, Goosen's, uh, when he got struck by lightning, the clubs. Yeah, his torn, burnt clothing he was wearing. Yeah, the clothing, the clubs with, you know, burn marks on them and uh, some of the things like that. The... Uh, some of the crystal displays from Nancy Lopez. That was that was awesome. Uh, besides that, you know, I, I guess we've been there, we've seen it, and I don't plan on going back. Yeah, I can. Uh, if anyone is looking for a recommendation, I can give it, and that is um, hit balls in your backyard and watch Gary Player on the World Golf Hall of Fame television commercials. But don't be fooled; you do not need to go there. Uh, there, there's a, there's a replica putting green of, of old mashing niblicks and old putters and some featheries and gutta percha balls, but it is, it's not worth $20. You want to, you want to spend $20 better? Go to the USGA museum, go to the USGA house in, in Jersey, Liberty Corners, New Jersey. 
Um, I realize the weather's a lot better down in Jacksonville or, 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 um, uh, or St. Augustine, but go to Jersey, go there. There's, there's actual factual pieces, not replicas. And the, the world golf hall of fame is just filled with replicas. I mean, that's all it is. It's just, it's, it's fake. It's old. It's antiquated. Like Derek said, it's, it's, uh, it's a waste of $20, but I've been there. I've done that. And I don't have to go back with anyone that I love because I won't put them through what I went through. Better yet, save your twenty dollars and go to leave the pin store and buy something. Oh, I like that merch grab right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can do that by going to our Instagram account at leave the pin and go ahead and check the um, check the link in there. You'll see the bonfire link and you can purchase any of our gear. So we decided uh, the big news hit obviously, and everyone's talking about it. That Thursday today was the last day of fans at the Players Championship. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, there will be no fans whatsoever, media only. So go to our Instagram page because we will be giving you live and up-to-date goings on at TPC Sawgrass, at the players. Because honestly, Derek and I are going to be the two idiots out there walking around. So we're going to try to get into every shot possible. But uh, we picked up our meter badges, picked up our media credentials, and had a little food, went out on the course, and right off the bat... Phil Mickelson comes out to us and starts talking about the coronavirus scare. Yeah, he was uh, a good ambassador about it, I guess. Uh, he was out there and he put his best foot forward and he's got some f- very good points. You know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a, I guess I like to say I'm a little naive about the situation. I, I'm not scared about it. I, uh, I think going out, you know, each person has to make the decision of what's best for them. And as Phil said, you know, the tour is making a decision that's, uh, you know, probably what's best for some people. And I, I'm not one to judge Jay for making the decisions he does. He's got a lot more information than I do. However, I'm a, you know, fairly young guy, fairly healthy. Um, and I, I, I'm willing to go out and be with other fans. And if, uh, you know, they don't want that to be the case, it's also understandable. But as Phil said, you know, that they're, they're making this choice and it's going to be a, a different situation tomorrow. Something that's never happened and it's going to be quite quiet, you can say. Um, it was subdued atmosphere today. I uh, haven't been to the players before, so I can't judge it on past uh, attendance, but it didn't seem very crowded to me. It uh, was rather quiet and subdued, really. Yeah, it's uh, it was an eerie feeling. I, I told Derek it reminded me a lot of 9-11 where you didn't know what was going to happen next and almost that mindset of impending doom uh, that was out there. So before we go any further, our episode today is a little bit different. We've actually got some live interviews from the Players' Championship, which will be coming up uh, in the second portion of this podcast. So Derek and I will talk a little bit in the beginning, transfer over to uh, our day on the course, talk with a uh, marshal at the 17th, the volunteer leader who's been on the 17th hole for 15 straight years. And then we talk with Ed Nimnick, who was the chairman of the Players' Championship in 1978 and gave us some great insight. Uh, but one of the things that happened is we talked to a lot of fans out there today, and the overriding mindset was, I can't believe the tour just told us now. The, the issue I have with the tour is the fact that something was going to come down the line. I think they saw the writing on the wall. I don't like the fact that they waited so long to let people book their airfare, take their flights down here, book their hotels, 
you know, buy their tickets. And I know that they're refunding it. But the problem is, I really think the only reason that they decide to go on with it is because it's their tournament. It's the Players' Championship. And it's the most important thing in the world to them. Um, you know, we had heard that we were at the largest collection of human beings on the planet today at the Players. Because everyone else is limiting gatherings to 200, 250 people or whatnot. And we had 15,000, 20,000 people there, which Derek said is subdued. It was a lot less than I think was normally there. When we walked out and saw the 17th for the first time, I remarked to him how few people were behind the 17th. Two, three o'clock in the afternoon, we were able to walk right to the back and get a front row seat. I mean, when you watch it on TV, there is thousands of people back there. And it was just so odd. Did you get that same feeling, Derek, about like the impending doom that, that might possibly be occurring in golf now? Oh, there was no doubt. Uh, again, it goes back to what I just said, that I, I couldn't believe that it wasn't packed, and especially the 17th. Um, that's the signature hole, really. Uh, I mean, everyone comes out to see that, and uh, you could sit anywhere you wanted to. Uh, the grandstands were probably about 15% full, and the, even the players seemed to have a, a look of kind of in shock and looking around they didn't have that kind of smile on their face that excitement in them it just seemed kind of like all right we're here and it, yeah i was really really put back by that yeah it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be so interesting tomorrow when literally it's you me three pros three caddies pj tour live and a shot link guy on a hole yeah, we were asking volunteers today. Everywhere we would go, we'd ask them. And, you know, they couldn't come on to the pod due to, you know, workers have to follow the, their rules. But every one of them told us, we don't know. We have no idea what's going to happen. We don't know if we'll be here tomorrow. We don't. Nobody's been able to give us, you know, a word if we're going to show up. And that, that's the part to me that's kind of upsetting. There's a... A lot of people's livelihoods, these are volunteers. And as we've said before, volunteers pay to be there. They pay for their equipment, they pay for their polos. And you know, then we have all of these food vendors. We have uh, all of the different um, you know, brands that come out with their groups. You have all these uh, people that bring out clients and all of the suites and they're gonna be empty tomorrow. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's gonna be an enormous disruption um you know rightfully so maybe not you know that's that's your opinion to make but the fact of the matter is this is literally going to be a historic day and historic championship in golf i mean it's going to be the first uh the wells fargo was played a few years ago after the strong winds came in and destroyed grandstands and trees fell down and it was just unsafe for fans to go back there this is completely different this is not a day this is three days. This is the entire weekend of an extremely big tournament with with a, a bunch of guys not knowing what comes next for them. Can I get back to my home country? Am I stuck in the U.S.? Am I going to play again next week? Is, is the tour going to go on next week? What happens with the Masters? I mean, think about last week when our biggest problem in golf was, what's up with Tiger Woods back? Now our biggest problem in golf is, what's up with golf? What's going to happen? 
And so tomorrow, you know, by complete sheer dumb luck, Derek and I are going to be in the middle of this uh, historic day being one of the few people in golf that can give you on-the-grounds coverage. That's right. So make sure you go out, follow, leave the pin, and uh, we're going to have video. We're going to have some interviews, and uh, we'll give you as much as we can from the course. We'll be the only ones out there. So look behind the 17th. You'll see me and Dan jumping around, the only ones that will be there. And so, uh, so next in the pod, what you're going to hear first is you're going to hear Derek and I, kind of our thoughts. We were sitting around the chipping green, the front side chipping green of TBC's Hallgrass. And then you're going to hear our interview with Dave. And Dave was the volunteer lead at 17. He's got some cool things to say. And then finally, the, the real cool one is 1978 chairman of the TBC Sawgrass uh, players. Sorry, was at Sawgrass Country Club at the time. And he'll explain that, Ed Nibnick. And he'll explain how they transferred over from all these different courses to finally Dean Beeman deciding that the Players' Championship to be what it was and what it has become today, it needed a permanent home. So he worked with Pete Dye, brought over you know, everybody in construction and in the lead assistance group, and they all went, and it became TPC Sawgrass as we know it today. But Ed Nimnick is a very cool guy. It's very awesome that he got to speak with us. So stay tuned for that portion, and then Derek and I will come back and wrap up the pod for you guys. Hey, what's going on, everyone? We're here Thursday at the Players' Championship. Tomorrow we've got no fans whatsoever, media only. It's going to be a little bit of a surreal feeling out here. Usually this place is packed, but uh, this weekend it's going to be wild. Derek, what are your thoughts on that? Well, considering today, as many people that are walking around here and as packed as this place is, um, it's going to be, a, I think, a real shock to me, one, walking around, and two, these players. And they're going to have zero input from the fans. So uh, it'll be interesting, that's for sure. All right, everyone. So Derek and I have made our way to 17, uh, meeting with the whole captain, Dave. Dave, give me your experience today so far on 17. Has it been as nuts as you thought it was going to be or is it a little bit more subdued? I'm going to tell you that it's been exactly what I've expected. Maybe if I had to, it leaned a little bit more subdued. But it's it's been everything I expected. Everything I expected. And I'm assuming that by that you mean pretty awesome today oh, so far. 17 is always awesome. I mean, you can't have a bad day on 17. How many years have you been doing this here on 17? I've been 15 years. All on the 17th hole? Everyone. Okay, so you have obviously more experience than anybody here that we've met so far. Your most memorable moment that you've seen so far? So far was Ricky Fowler, his win. Okay. His and comeback win. Gotcha, gotcha. And, and you have the, the awesome vantage point of watching the players come from 17 over to 18. You ever see anything crazy happen or out of the ordinary? No. As a matter of fact, it's very respectful along through here. Uh, during the practice rounds, the, the, the players are signing autographs. They're working with the little kids. Uh, it's just it's great. There's pictures. It's just a fantastic experience. I mean, it really is. Awesome. So we're going to head down behind 17 now, see if we can get some fan reactions to what possibly may or may not occur tomorrow. Dave, thank you so much. Thank you very much. 
All right, so continue on our journey here. We've actually just run into Mr. Ed Nimnick, who was the 1978 chairman of the Players' Championship before it moved to TPC Sawgrass. And, Ed, can you give me a little bit of that history you were just telling me about Dean Beeman and the foresight he had to bring the Players' Championship from the Sawgrass Country Club right here to TPC? Well, the, the, the Players actually started in 74, and it moved from 74 in uh, Atlanta 75 it was in uh, Texas, 76 it was down at Inverary in Florida, and then moved up here in 77. So we were at Sawgrass Country Club from 77 to 81, 82 is when we started over here. But Dean Beeman had the vision to know that in order for the championship to be what it is today, it needed a permanent home. And then he also had the vision to build a stadium course where spectators could come out and walk around and enjoy and see all, all the shots that they want. Over the years, we have actually moved mounds from here to there to try to better spectators' vision and stuff like that. And today, even if you're not a golfer, you can come out and have a great time because it's just a, it's one of these things that people need to have on their bucket list. Yeah, we noticed so many people in, in just amazing spots that they found, these little niches, and they've been coming back year after year to their kind of quote-unquote spot that, okay. that they found there. Um, over the years that you've been here, the uh, you know, thir 40 years plus years that you've been part of the TPC Sawgrass family, what one memory sticks out in your mind if you had to categorize the Players' Championship? I would say that if somebody in 1982 had told me that we would have a double-decker tent sitting behind number 17T. I'd want to know what you're smoking. And yet when you go out over there now and you see the, the village as such behind 17, it's amazing that we were able to do that. And yet when the players are out there, the crowd calms down and they don't disrupt any play as far as that's concerned. So they're respectful of the players being out there. The other thing that is so interesting is how much the – community has benefited because of the players being here. I mean, we're over $100 million that we've put back into the community Incredible. since, since uh, they moved here in 77. Wow, awesome. Ed, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate you being here. All right, so you just heard from Ed Nimnick. Uh, it was just so cool running into him. That was pretty awesome. He was wearing this sick uh, red jacket that said former chairman, players committee on. It was just awesome. Super nice guy. Take the time. So right after we met with Ed, we decided that, you know what, well, we better go to the merch tent because today's Thursday. It's the last day of fans. I doubt the merch tent is going to be open Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Why would it? No one's going to be there but us, media. So we finally found out where it was, literally way behind the 17th um, grandstands, not really the green, but the grandstands back there. It's the furthest point away from when you enter the course. Just makes zero sense to me whatsoever. But anyway, I guess there's a lot of land back there. So we go in. It's your normal overpriced gear and stuff. Some of it's super cool, though, honestly. I got a very cool Imperial hat with the player's logo. Picked, my, picked up my boy Mike Creed uh, shirt. Got the kids some cool stuff. Not going to say why because it's a surprise to them because I know they'll listen to it. And uh, then we proceeded to wait in line for about 10 minutes. The entire mass of humanity that was at the players seemed to be at the merch tent at the end of the day. It was pretty much insane. Uh, Derek, what did you pick up and what were your thoughts about how insane it was inside there? Walking through the door, it was... Uh... 
uh, get blasted in the face with techno super loud it was just like your typical mall that your 18 20 year old would be at and it just kind of blew me away it was yeah like, i i almost wanted to walk out when we heard that in the beginning it was it was unreal and you know it was it was like black friday people were grabbing things um it's nothing i've ever seen in a a an event merch tent like this you know it was people were clearly scrambling to get something because they weren't coming back tomorrow and i'm sure many people planned on being back over the weekend because everyone we ran into was absolutely stunned that they weren't getting to come back this weekend um so i grabbed myself a quarter zip pullover it was definitely overpriced uh used my media discount made it feel a little better and uh grabbed the kids also uh little something i'm not gonna say either because she'll probably listen to this as well um made our way through the line took quite a quite a while really and for a thursday afternoon made my way out with a bag full of stuff and uh we proceeded to make our walk back towards the the entrance so you know after that obviously we get in the shuttle we head back tomorrow no shuttle service whatsoever why because there's not going to be any fans or anything, and they're letting Media Park literally right behind the clubhouse. So we are rolling in to Sawgrass tomorrow in the rental whip, right into the clubhouse parking lot, and just you know going out and doing God knows what on the course because there will be nobody. So here's what we've decided. In the morning, we're going to follow our boy, Brennan Steele, walk all 18 holes with him, get a kind of lay of the land, and, and literally an unencumbered lay of the land, be able to see everything. One of the cool things I think about tomorrow without the people there, and trust me, I would love to see the people out there. It would be phenomenal because they they make it so special when an eagle's made or a hole-in-one or a birdie or something like that. They applaud great shots. It's going to be very odd tomorrow. Maybe we'll applaud, whatever. Uh, maybe the guys will applaud for each other or, or their caddies will hype them up. I don't know what they're going to do, but, but it's going to be a very laconic state out there, I can only assume. But one of the cool things is being able to kind of visually see all the actual mounding because there's so much at TPC Sawgrass that gets lost on television because the people are everywhere. And you don't understand how undulating the areas just directly outside the rough um, actually are. And it's, it's very cool. It's a very cool setting for the fans, a very cool setting for anybody that's there to be able to see whether you're six foot eight or you know four foot eight, you can stand on top of those mounds and and see everything. And 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 the views are stunning. The view up 16 when you're on the side looking across the 17 green 17 T and then back on the T. And then Derek and I were talking today. We we were walking backwards to get kind of lay of the land as we were leaving, and we passed the 200 yard marker on the car path of number 16. And you look back at the green, and it literally looked with that right-hand pin location like it was just floating on the water. I mean, you can't see any of the bunkers whatsoever from there. Uh, so visually deceptive. Brutal, brutal. Pete Dye did, uh, I mean, some people hate him just because of how difficult he makes it. But he, he created a beautiful setting. Um, and you know what? It's a challenge. It's, you come out mentally tired. But it is a, a beautiful setting, and as Dan was just saying, visually deceptive, 
but gorgeous at the same time. Yeah, Hideki didn't think it was much of a challenge. He went out and absolutely just destroyed it today. Um, so tomorrow the goal in the afternoon after we get done with Steely is to watch uh, Reed Cantley and Hideki tee off at 129. At 140, we got Webb Simpson, DJ, and Phil. And then at 151, the group I think we're going to follow is JT, Ricky, and Jordan Spieth. So the spring break boys minus Smiley Kaufman. Maybe they'll invite us on the next spring break because, I mean, I mean, hell, they're going to get to know us over the next five hours. It's going to be, if they're going to know us by name by the end of it, maybe they'll bring us along with them. Who knows? Every time we do an interview, I always ask the pros, like, do you notice people on the outside? And they always, to a man or to a female, to a woman, they say, no, not at all. I'm so focused. There's no way in the world that they're not going to notice us walking with them the whole entire time. Well, how can you not? We're the only ones there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's going to make for some great pictures tomorrow, some great video when you see just the players and no one else. It's going to be like them going out and playing around with their friends at a country club. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be wild. So stay tuned. Check out the uh, the Instagram feed at leave the pin. Follow Derek at LTP underscore golfing with dad and at uh, golfing with dad. And just uh, interact with us. Let us know. We'll probably do a bunch of uh, bunch of Instagram live tomorrow. We didn't get a chance to do that today. We were kind of busy doing the interviews and stuff and setting some stuff up for tomorrow. But um, Oh, also, check out our giveaway. We're giving away a player's embroidered koozie. Uh, keep your drinks nice and cold. Make them look good with the player's logo on it. And all you got to do is go to the Instagram page. Uh, tag as many people as you want that are not following us. And anyone that does follow us that you tagged will count as a entry. You can gain more entries with the more people that you have follow us. Also, we'll give you bonus entries every time you put it in your Instagram story and those people that you tag in there as well. So the entries are unlimited and uh, we'll get a few new fans and you know put some people on to what we're doing tomorrow and Saturday at the players. Hopefully, Derek, on Saturday evening, we can get home. <laughs> That's the rumor I'm hearing, you know, things are shutting down left and right. So hopefully, you know, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Delta's going to do us right and put me on that bird and get me home Saturday. So I don't want to have to drive all the way back to L.A. <laughs> yeah, that would be quite a cross-country trip. And, and hopefully, uh, you know, if we can't, maybe there's some people out there that will be willing to put us up for uh, a night or so. I hope it doesn't come to that. But yeah, if, if I am driving, believe me, follow the story and uh, let me know where you're at and I'll stop and swim the night. For sure. All right, so check us out at Leave the Pin. Check us out tomorrow morning. Be up bright and early at the Players' Championship. And as always, people, either get busy golfing or get busy dying. Thank you.